A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Today I am joined by two delightful ladies and we will be continuing our series around Blessed Beyond Belief. And today with the two ladies in question, we're going to be talking about being curiously creative. And the two ladies in question are both returning guests. In fact, in the terms in terms of one of them, you could say she owns the podcast. And that's Rebecca, Rebecca Wheel from the UK. And I say she owns the podcast because I think in terms of episodes that Rebecca's done, she's probably done more than me now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's by the by. And the other lady in question, Amy Moscow from California. Ladies, girls, a very, very warm welcome to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I'm going to start, and this is attempt at humour, listeners, and you know how I like to flirt with humour, because apparently I'm being told consistently I'm not very good at it, which kind of just spurs me on to keep trying and prodding and poking even more. So for me, being curiously creative, how do I address you two beautiful souls? Is it ladies or is it girls? Either works for me. Me too. Either's fine. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got to concede, listeners, I was expecting a little bit more of a reaction than that, but that's fine. You know, there's a note in there somewhere. Be careful of expectation. <laughs> so three words then. I'm going to use the word girls. It seems, I don't know, it seems lighter and more joyous. So being curiously creative, three words. Now, on the surface of it, what does that mean, being cute? curiously creative but when you break those words down they've really got power as individual words haven't they being because we're all beings curious mm. childlike curiosity to, to coin a well-known phrase that's been used many times before and creativity I think about my football my sporting days the way to unlock a defensive resolute back line is to be creative do something different hasten to use the term think outside the box so as a very rough starting point girls any thoughts around this this title being curiously creative um i'll start the ball rolling amy because i know that um you know we're really speaking to your field here as well so any thoughts in fact if amy can i can i come in on you on this to, by way of co-hosting this with me, because I know Rebecca, we know that Rebecca is an immensely talented and creative um, lady. So any thoughts, Amy? Yeah, I do. Actually, the, the term curiously creative takes me right back to childhood. It brings me right back into that space where um, I think I was probably free of judgment, as many of us were as children. I mean, we're blank slates when we come into the world. So curiously creative takes me right back to childhood. And also, I think about when my son 
was little, like he would look at everything with such a different pair of eyes and was curious about how everything worked. So, you know, when I'd get him a new toy, he would take it apart and he would take it, he would strip it, take it right down to the, you know, right down to the bones. And um, that was really eye opening for me. Um, because through his experience, I went back to that place of being curiously creative, like, oh, what is this? What can I do with this? What can I build with this? How can I take this apart and make something else from it? So I think that it, that, that term is something to really contemplate. Um, and then let it take you back to childhood. Let it take you back to that moment of being really curious and, and, you know, without judgment. So now, Rebecca, you're younger than I am, <laughs> so you're a little bit closer to that, you know, not saying you're a child, but you're closer <laughs> to that age, and closer to those memories than I am. So maybe you can share with us a little bit about, um, you know, what that sparks in you, being a mm -hmm. child, really creative. What does that bring up for you? Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because um, with kind of curiously creative, when you were explaining the being curiously creative, um, it uh, it kind of brought up the process for me. And then, but actually, um, taking it back to, I kind of automatically went into my adult way of thinking, the process, the creative process. But actually, bringing it back to that childhood curiosity, for me, imagination was so much a part of my childhood. Um, like I was so into like fairy lands and fairies and magical, you know, um, mystical things. And, and, um, so yeah, that imagination, I think so key as, as a child, because as you say, it's like, we have this kind of blank slate coming into life. We're looking at things from fresh eyes, um, fresh perspectives. And, um, I think that children can kind of see sometimes things in, a way that we've maybe lost sight of or lost uh, track of. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have children. I'm not um, around children that much, but um, when I am, it reminds me again of that magic that I felt as a child. And, um, and yeah, it's something that I'm really um, starting to become more aware of actually just in my life generally of bringing that back in. Cause I've definitely, um, been in a very kind of serious space for quite of a lot of my kind of early adulthood and and in the last kind of couple of years I've I've really been just trying to tap back into that childlike curiosity that because there's a such a freedom in it isn't there as you say it's like without that judgment without well, there's no fear of judgment there's no fear of doing things right or wrong or what people are going to think so there's such a freedom in it in that play mm. yeah humor alert humor alert listeners my <laughs> late mother used to say to me why do people <laughs> this is about the biggest laugh i'll get because when i tell the the humorous bit it doesn't get any laughs but my, my late mother used to say to me do you know what apple i don't get you I love you, but I don't get you. In fact, I don't get men folk, full stop, because men never grow up. Um, and that, that's kind of, um, I kind of smile at that because I was told that from childhood. Well, as a child, am I expected to grow up? But the point I suppose I'm trying to make is that when you said, Rebecca, about, you know, you, you're not around many children. And I think of the time that we've spent together, 
and my late mother's assertion that I've never grown up. I'd like to think that, you know, you've been around children quite a lot with me. It's true. <laughs> oh, it's true, is it? Anyway, we move on. We move on. Um, Amy, any other thoughts around? I mean, this is such for me, such a vast, vast area. It's um, it's really knowing where to kind of come in at, isn't it? You know, the, the three words, but that I think that I don't know. Is there one of those words more than anything that really, you know, and let's keep this in the context of blessed beyond belief. Is it that we're blessed for being a being? Is it blessed that we're curious? Are we blessed because we're creative? Maybe we're not aware of our creativity. Maybe that's untapped. Well, I believe that's true. Um, because as Rebecca just mentioned, as adults in particular, we get we get stuck in that serious mode, you know? And it it's hard to go, it's hard to transition out of that. You know, when you're you're trained on paying the bills and uh, you know, meeting deadlines, it's really hard to kind of reverse that in your mind and focus yourself on being first of all being curious second of all and then allowing your creator or your creativity to flow um those those things all of those things i think get roadblocked when you get stuck in this serious mindset so and in terms of being blessed and having blessings i think all three of those concepts are very important the being first we are human beings right we're not human doings <laughs> we are human beings and um you know just just really going inward and tapping into that magnificence is something that um many of us probably don't do enough but when you start opening those inner doors and looking at what you're made of and where you come from really contemplating that that is a way to open up new avenues of curiosity so yes definitely uh, all of these things are important and in terms of the curiosity though uh like rebecca said the imagination is something that's unlimited right we have a lot of limitations in life but imagination it can take us anywhere there aren't any limitations. So um, there is a sense of freedom in exercising your imagination that we don't necessarily experience in this 3D or physical world, um, you know, with our daily activities. And then the creativity, well, this is part of our nature. I mean, you think about the past, just say 200 years of history. Think about how much things have changed, how much life has changed. And the only reason that, that that has come to pass, that all these changes have come to pass, is because people exercised their creative abilities mm. and, and brought us to this new level of existence. So uh, in terms of the blessings, I feel like, you know, picking apart this, this three-word phrase is something that is really it brings us to this place of abundance when we really look at each one. Um, and, you know, of course, when we can identify the abundance, it's absolutely appropriate to give thanks for that and, and understand that these are blessings. Mm -hmm. So these are my, my preliminary thoughts, Paul. Mm. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I wanted to say Ms. Wheel. I'm going to say Ms. Wheel. I don't know why, but I'm going to say I'm using my imagination. 
yeah. I'm being creative. So, Ms. <laughs> Wheel, any um, any thoughts on that? Uh, on on what Amy's just said there? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that you know each person um, has creativity within themselves in their own way, and each person has a, a unique gift. Um, I'm really tapping into that and creating that space for um, that to kind of come into fruition. It starts with the being because it starts with that just pure knowing of who we are and that being is is enough. And, you know, we come into this world and we're this beautiful baby and, um, you know, so pure and so just from that place, just to recognize that and know that. And um, and then, yeah, it's kind of it, it, it does feel like a um, a free part like process in which each piece is so important. Because then the curiosity is kind of like the the, the shift to the next, you know, um, asking questions, um, you know, what does this mean? What what does and, and kind of pushing pushing the boundaries, um, as you said, Amy, of what's possible, because imagination, it's completely infinite, there's infinite possibility in imagination. And yeah, we do limit ourselves or feel limited in many ways. Um, so that curiosity and asking questions and and looking at things from different angles is so key. And then the creativity part is almost like the the next step on from like like the action um, and how all of that can kind of uh, come together to then bring something new into the world. Um, and so yeah, in terms of blessed blessed beyond belief, I think each person is yeah, blessed blessed beyond belief. <laughs> tongue twister <laughs> um just by being just by the the pure birthright of being born and um and you know then recognizing that each individual has a unique gift that they can bring to the world yeah you know that's yes i totally agree with that but i i want to point out something that you said a second ago you said we ex- we have limitations or we feel that we have limitations. I'm paraphrasing, but that's uh-huh. basically what you said there. So I'm curious about that because that those are two different things, like having limitations, believing you have limitations, uh, and then feeling like you have limitations when maybe that's not necessarily the reality of it. Could you expand a little bit more on that? Sure. So um, I feel like maybe the you know, conditioning of when we go through school and we um, kind of grow up, we feel like, uh, you know, we get along the way, um, experiences happen or we feel like we're, we're not good enough or, you know. And so I think that all of, all of that kind of, um, all of that belief system comes into play and then it actually is kind of an illusion really in a sense that we've, we, we're limited. Um, and so maybe that was there, that was that conditioning there of, you know, saying, oh, we are limited. But actually, um, there's that Henry Ford quote that says, he who thinks he can and he who thinks he's, he can't uh, is, both, uh, is both right. So um, really what's possible is what we put our mind to and what we actually, what we believe is, is uh, it's all possible if we believe it. Um, so, but just, I feel like, um, 
just tuning into that and just even like creating step by steps to like because I've I've found that it's helped me just to um almost experiment with that be curious with that in small ways in life even if it's just something really you know really small just oh what if so these thoughts come into my mind oh you know automatically the the same old pattern of oh I wouldn't be able to do that um being curious firstly being aware but then being curious well actually let's see let's see what you know maybe that was just a really a really small thing but actually um by being curious about that and actually um taking some action and challenging that it could just be a small thing but actually that that shift then kind of re-patterns it or recreates a different frequency so yeah I think uh um I mean, what 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 do you feel? And are there any limitations? Do you feel to being human? Do you think that that's a a, a thing that we are taught pretty much? Um, so that's kind of what I'm. Yeah, I I I feel is probably true, but it's hard to kind of, um, you know, to tap into that all the time with when when the three D gets in the way and you know, life is what life is sometimes. Yeah. I I wonder too, if, if um, people don't realize the limitations that they put on themselves mm. thinking about it, it's like, okay, wow. You know what? Um, curiosity does release those barriers, right? It allows me to use my imagination. Um, but if you're not thinking about that, if it hasn't been called to your attention. And that's why I asked you to expand on that because I think that's really important. You know, and that, that that Henry Ford quote that you popped up with is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's thing to consider in the context of being curiously creative. Like, wow, yeah. Do mm. we impose these limitations on ourselves? And how do we get past that? Yeah. So that was great. I'm I'm so happy that you said that and expanded upon that. That was brilliant. Thank you. Mm. Curious. I'm very curious to listen to this this dance taking place between the girls here. Listeners, very curious. So, you know, you ask a brilliant question there, Rebecca. You ask a brilliant question. But for me, it's about this conditioning. You know, as Amy's alluded to, as a child, we come into this world. You know, there's a certain amount of DNA that we'd inherited. I mean, we could go a lot deeper on this, but I really want to keep it kind of focused and give this hope. Now, there's a word hope to people, to listeners, to readers of the book chapter that will ensue from this around this 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 concept of blessed beyond belief. And the key word there is belief. What are we conditioned to believe and that's key isn't it it is what are we conditioned to be to believe now i'm just going to give one simple example because it's stark and i know you know people kind of can be regarded around money or sexuality but i just want to use one simple fact to highlight this that in spain nudity is legal is normal. So you could walk down the street totally nude and you can't be arrested for it. But the conditioning of that is that's disgusting. That shouldn't happen in a public place. That conditioning. 
So, you know, what's right? And I just use that as one might say an extreme example. But the key word is around this belief. What is right and what is wrong? And we're conditioned, aren't we, um, you know, to, to, to develop these beliefs, to create a story based on what we've been told from childhood. You know, you don't do this. You don't do that. You know, um, you shouldn't do this. You should do that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, in the main, I think that comes from a good place from people that are guiding us, whether that's peers, parents, guardians, teachers, you know, adults generally in the main. But people teach us from a perspective of what they believe. So if they're half a degree off course, by the time they've taught us where, you know, we've We've kind of magnified that and we can very soon end up in a different place from what reality is or whatever reality is perceived to be. And that answer for me, girls, is what reality is, is to what degree are we content or, or self-aware? Because for me, self-awareness does breed contentment, inner peace, call it what you will. Any thoughts around that? So many. Where to start? First of all, you had to, you had to bring up the, <laughs> you had to bring up the nude example, right? <laughs> well, it's contrasting, is it stark, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, in many ways, actually. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm from California, so that doesn't phase us here. Where you know, anyway. Um, yes, many thoughts on that, though. Um, I believe that. We can change our beliefs, but as Rebecca said, it takes some awareness, okay? It takes some understanding that we have maybe um, imposed upon ourselves some conditioning or we have allowed conditioning to be imposed upon us, but we have a choice. Um, but first becoming aware that you have a choice um, is, is step one. You know, the awareness everything starts with awareness. All change starts with awareness. So um, once we become aware of this, then exploring that a little bit and, and kind of figuring out which, which of our beliefs have been imposed or have we allowed to be imposed on us? And, and does that really fit? Like each, you know, it, it's kind of a step-by-step -step process, taking each one and looking at it and say, saying, okay, do I really believe this? Do my thoughts and emotions really align with this belief? And is this something I wanted to change, right? When you start to do that, what happens is you start to break free of the chains, right? Mm -hmm. And this is all you, this is you doing this. This is not someone else giving you something. This is you giving it to yourself, breaking free of those chains, right? Mm -hmm. Developing a foundation, developing a new belief system. And this is a choice. So, and here's where the hope comes in. Uh, no matter where you are in your life or what you're experiencing, you can always choose to look at things in a different way. You know, you have that ability. You have that, um, that within you to make that choice. Uh, so I think that's where my mind goes first. When you start talking about, um, you know, the blessings and the hope and and really it goes back to the essence of what world game changes is as well about making the world a better place well that starts with us and the choices that we make and the assessment that we make of where these chains are binding us in our lives yeah so 
thoughts, Rebecca? Yeah, I mean, um, just to add to that, it, with the beliefs, um, looking at what's serving you and what is not serving you, because I guess the beliefs are really um, there's no right or wrong, but it's how is that impacting? Because it will then manifest its way outwards um, through everything that you do. It will kind of create that reality, as you as you said, you know it. it um, and yeah, I think that choice part's so important because I feel like if you are in the space where you feel like you don't have a choice, you're in that kind of victim consciousness where everything's happening to you and, you know, and so you're powerless. But by actually having that awareness and acknowledging that choice, uh, then you take the power back. And um, so I think it's so important to bring that piece in about the choice because it is every single person does have a choice and you can look at things in different ways even if uh, your past is you know the past is the past and it's happened you can actually completely reframe how a whole experience has been or you know anything in your life just by choosing to look at it in that different way so I think that gives as you say Amy that brings in the hope doesn't it because then it's yeah, it's like that that gives people hope because then you can literally create what you want to create. Um, brings the power back in. It's empowering for people to hear that rather than, you know, everything that's happening outside of yourself and, you know, it's happening to you and you just don't have any any power then. So, yeah, being curious about those beliefs and and looking at what's serving, what is actually helping you um because ultimately you can decide to believe anything but if is it going to help you or is it you know is it going to create more challenges or more pain in your life mm. the story we tell ourselves i mean that really kind of encapsulates it doesn't it the story we tell ourselves mm. and that really speaks as well doesn't it about being creative as storytellers because we listen to other people's stories. Um, our humorously share. Yeah, where does this word humorously? Maybe I'm trying to, maybe I've got a belief system around this thing yeah. called humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I have. Um, but this, I, I was in this situation many moons ago, although it's happened a few times since, where I was with a friend of mine and he was telling a story around you know, this and that and the other. And it was very colourful and very lively. And his wife was there and she said, I don't remember that happening. And one of the guys quipped in and says, never mind, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Now, that was in a humorous context. But actually, there's a lot of truth in that, isn't there? Because we, as individuals, we create this story, don't we, in our minds. And, and we align with people that, actually feed our story you know whether it's true or not is our perception but we can feed that and as you alluded to Rebecca you know particularly if we're in um, I was going to say in Rebecca mode <laughs> in victim mode um, you know sympathizers people that will listen really really kind of helps us to wallow in that and I speak from experience on that with my with my drink addiction because basically what I was doing, I was craving connection. And anybody that will listen to a story, well, let's share a drink. 
And there's always plenty of takers on that score. Well, there was for me anyway. I don't think it was so much as um, I was a good storyteller as that I usually had a few pounds to spend on drink. You've got a lot of friends when you've got a few pounds to spend on drink. Anyway, that's another story. Another story. Any thoughts, girls, around this storytelling um, that we, we do? And I hasten to add, and this is a humour alert with our clothes on. Let's let's create stories with clothes on. There's a podcast <laughs> in there somewhere. <laughs> or, or not, as the case may be. Browsed. <laughs> <laughs> stories, huh? Yeah, stories. Well, your perception creates your reality. So, you know, again, here's the hope piece, because you can always tell yourself a different story, right? And, and the more you tell that story, the more it becomes ingrained in your belief structure. So uh, truth is really subjective. At this stage of existence, truth is really kind of subjective. Uh, the only truth that really exists is love. That is truth, and that is the highest form of truth. But, but the stories that you're telling, you know, you can use that as your barometer. The stories that I'm I'm telling true, how close are they, they to love versus how close are they to the other end of the spectrum? And this is something to keep in mind when you're telling these stories to yourself. You know, use that, use that gauge. And make sure that the stories that you're telling yourself and others for that matter, are closer to the love end of the spectrum than to the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, that brings you forward, you know, that, that brings you, that brings you to a higher place. And that brings you to a place where you are no longer a victim, where you're an empowered creator. Uh, so it's just a little life hack, but yeah. Any thoughts on that, Rebecca? Have, mm. like, do you have any thoughts on on these stories and how they would fit on a scale? You know, how we would evaluate what these stories are that we tell ourselves so we can change them if need be. Yeah, that's interesting about bringing in the scale piece, because um, there is uh, probably an element of love uh, and hate and that it, the story will fit somewhere along that scale. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I think that it, it firstly, as we've spoken about a few times, is that awareness, just knowing and listening to yourself and just really becoming aware of what that story is. And it it was probably come up in all sorts of different ways. And once you're attuned to that, you can start to kind of note down uh, or, you know, really get your head around what the story is that you're telling yourself and how that's playing out in your life. And then, um, yeah, I guess if it's a pattern where it's helping you and it's actually helping to bring in more love and helping to um, support you in your journey, um, then that's brilliant. And that's um, something that you, you'll want to kind of keep um, practicing. And um, But then, yeah, as you say, it's there's going to be different scales or different spectrums and and maybe it's not as black and white as that maybe there's you know it's there's complexity to it when you dig a bit deeper and um really getting to the root of where that story's come from and and maybe the simplicity the simplicity is actually in the root because the root could just be simply I don't feel like I'm worthy 
And then there's this whole story built upon that of, but actually getting to that kind of root cause of what what's causing that story, then we can really clearly see that on the scale. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. That's a really helpful tool for people because it actually gets you thinking about how the story, once you've identified what the story is and how that's playing out in your life. Because sometimes it can be confusing. Sometimes it, I've I've felt sometimes that um, it's not clear cut and it's and it's not quite. I'm not you know fully sure how to have clarity on it. So breaking it down, I guess, and using a scale, um, and even just sitting with the feeling of the story. Maybe that it feels more like fear, or maybe it feels more like love. <clears throat> but I think the the idea of that scale is really helpful for people. And I'm gonna have, I'm gonna try and play around with that be curious about that can you also Rebecca play around with two words what if what if what if we combined imagination into our storytelling to the extent that you two girls were actually part of your belief system were the greatest female singers in the world and <laughs> although you've never co co-created um to sing together you know the world awaits ladies the world awaits so what if if we dived in now if we did to dive in now and co-create you two beautiful souls co-created a, a line from a song whatever that may be just a thought just a story ah all right well we might have that some thought <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> okay. a great a great politician's answer. The politicians would be proud of that, Amy. They really would. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rebecca, I, I don't need to ask you if, if there's any follow up on that. I know your answer. <laughs> yeah, I concur with Amy's uh, answer to that. So. I, I thought you might do somehow. Yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> We've been here before around this. Uh, yeah, this lyricist theme. Um, Okay, um, Amy, back to you. Any other thoughts around? I really want to kind of start to work towards a summary now for, for our listeners, for our readers around this blessed beyond belief and how this, you know, this being um, seriously creative can help us. And I want to set the tone on that. And, and you've heard me do this before, both of you individually, certainly around. Hmm, it's okay for you to. You haven't got the life I've got. How do you expect me to do that? You know, I've got this to do. I've got that to do. Woe is me. You know, I. it's not that my cup is half empty. I haven't even got a cup. And you're talking about all this nice stuff. What would you say to that, girls? I think uh, what I would say to that would be, I would... I would ask that person to consider just a few basic things like, okay, do you have your health? Are you breathing? And, and kind of lead that person on a path to the pot of gold, to the blessings, you know, to point out what that person does have versus what they don't have and help to open that door, you know, and that, 
again, like that's the difference between a victim mentality and an abundance mentality. When you have a victim mentality, you're thinking about the things that you don't have or all the things that have gone wrong. But if you think about how many things happen throughout the course of the day, how many breaths you take, how many times your heart beats during the day, all of those things are things to celebrate. So when you start doing this comparison, and like Rebecca said, when you start digging deep, more deeply and looking at things more deeply and releasing yourself from the judgment, um, what happens is you begin to become aware of all of the blessings, even if they're just little. You can just grab onto the little blessings and put them in the win column. You'll see that at the end of the day, you always win. If you're here living and breathing and your heart is pumping your blood at the end of the day, you're more blessed than you are cursed. <laughs> I, I feel like this, this is a great service that we can offer to one another. You know, when, when we see a friend of ours down in the dumps and, you know, really focusing on the things that they don't have or the things that are, that are, you know, unfavorable in their lives, we can offer that little light ray of hope and start pointing out the blessings very gently. Um, help someone get back on track with their mindset. So th that's my thought on the, um, on that matter. <laughs> I love that. Re Rebecca, anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I love that. Um, bringing in the gratitude and we always have the breath. You know, we can always come back to the breath and just the pure, you know, fact that we are alive and we're living. Um, something I would add to that or something that came to my mind um, was just around like you can get someone that's living in a mansion that has the car, the, the job, the money, and they're deeply, deeply unhappy and they're suicidal and they don't want to live anymore. And then you can get um, someone that is living in a shack in out in the wilderness and they don't have barely any barely anything but they're full of joy and they're you know happy so I would uh just invite people to to look at that and to be curious around you know it's not it's not so much uh the external things that are happening um there's power more so if you bring it back to yourself and your as you exactly as you said Amy the mindset it, it starts from the mindset, doesn't it? So just that that thought always helps me as well because it really brings it back to just the humanness. We're all humans. We can all relate to each other. We all experience probably probably more than we realise the same ex experiences, the same feelings in to a certain degree. So just by the connection that we're all human beings, you know, we can all relate to that. And yeah, we can all support each other and help each other out and offer that um, support. And, um, you know, something that we speak about in World Game Changers is that um, recognizing that each individual is a world game changer. And so just that empowerment already and, you know, um, bringing that to people's awareness is, uh, is, I think, really helpful for people. So, yeah. And I think breathwork, just to bring this to a final conclusion, listeners, breathwork is so important for us to be able to sing. Right. <laughs> so final invitation, girls, because you've had a few minutes to think about this now. Uh, and I would urge you not to let your shyness or your modesty act as a barrier to your immense creativity. 
Uh, one, I can see the faces on screen here, listeners, as we're talking. One is grinning like a Cheshire cat. The other one's more studious. I won't give names away as to which who's doing what. But um, I'll just leave you with that thought, girls, planting that seed for next time. Because maybe this is my story. I think there's immense talent waiting to come out of those respective vocals. Just a thought. And um, in the true interest of vulnerability, would it be appropriate to sign off with just a line from a song from me? Absolutely. It's yeah. always appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's called de the art of delegation. <laughs> Every time. It's always appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and it's interesting, listeners, you know, um, this song, and I don't know where it came from, but almost from moment one of this beautiful dance with these amazing, amazing sisters, um, it came into my mind. And I haven't heard it for years. So I had to kind of, in between, obviously, being part of this dance, try and recall the words. And uh, it goes something like this. I wish I was a spaceman, the fastest guy alive. I'd fly you around the universe in Fireball XL5. Way out in space together, conquerors of the sky. My heart would be a fireball, a fireball, every time I gazed into your eyes. Shabop, shabop. <laughs> well, well done <laughs> wonderful <laughs> final comments girls final comments before we close out any thoughts wonderful story in that song yeah beautiful and uh magical wondrous yes wondrous and on that happy note listeners we'll close it there immense gratitude to uh, amy and rebecca two beautiful beautiful souls and I mean this from the from the depths of my heart, my personally, my absolute privilege to be entwined with them um, in, in various capacities. Beautiful, beautiful contributors to this, this amazing planet of ours. And um, I feel myself going on a waffle now. So I'm going to I'm going to cut <laughs> it dead and I'm going to say <laughs> close out the way I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?